I could see the cogs turning up there and I was like, wow, yes, he's got something on his mind. This is a good one. Well, what I usually have on my mind is how to sift through things that I have on my mind. That's, <laughs> okay. that's my biggest challenge. Welcome to Leadership Decanted, our cheeky half edition, where we dare to share unfinished thoughts and ideas around some potentially thorny leadership questions. And even though KG and I can't always be in the same room, we still do this over a glass of our favourite beverage. Hey, KG, how are you doing today? Oh, I'm uh, much better now, Paul, much better. And you know why I'm better? Because we get the chat. That's right. It's been such a boring day until right now. It's been slow, and now I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm back on top. I'm feeling good. So uh, this is where I get my energy, so... What Lovely. is likewise, been on likewise. your mind today? Because I know well, you look, usually have a lot. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. It's, yeah, well, what I usually have on my mind is how to sift through things that I have on my mind. <laughs> okay. that's, that's my biggest challenge. That is. Look, I have been reflecting, uh, interestingly, on an episode we did a little while ago where we were talking with the lovely Renee Mathis about women leading and some of the strategies that in her work she used or called on to help develop leadership for women and which quickly turned into uh, a conversation where we all realized or at least acknowledged that these strategies are not really gender-based. Yeah. And leadership is not gender-based. Leadership is a practice and a function that should not necessarily be determined by gender. Yeah, yeah. And it was a great conversation. And I, yeah, I, I know why totally. you'd be reflecting on that one, because we, being honest here, coming into that conversation at times, I thought, you know, it was going to be heavy, heavy about mm. you know, women versus men and things like that. But yeah. Renee was so good and so informative about how, yes, there are some nuances that, you know, women may find more helpful than others sometimes. Yes. So you, you treat people differently because they're different people, right? And that's just the way it is. And But when it comes to the practices and the approaches from leaders or for leaders for women versus men, there's not much of a verse, you know, there's there's a practices and and approaches that we take as leaders, full stop. That's right. That's right. And and I think ultimately what tends to either enable or block the development of leadership regardless of gender, are the cultural constructs around around those yeah. things. Yeah, that's right. Now, if listeners are wondering what are we talking about, I would refer you to that episode that we called Leadership Has No Gender. That's a very good episode. Gender yeah. is in G-E-N-D-E-R. One of my favourite. Uh, one of my yeah. favourite. <laughs> but what I have been quietly reflecting on is that, you know, we'd still, even in our conversation, yes, best intentions acknowledged, etc. we still gendered the conversation. We're still gendered yeah. the conversation in that inadvertently, you know, we did speak about women and we spoke about men. But what I've been thinking about is what do we as leaders or how do we as leaders or what are leaders doing in organizations to break that binary? You know, how do they how do people acknowledge leadership and leadership aspirations beyond gender? Yeah. How do we talk about this beyond the more traditional, classical male-female. I have been wondering how leaders do that, how they acknowledge it, how they make space for those who don't identify as male or don't identify as female, or those who are still transitioning or thinking things through or in inquiry. 
Have you had any experience, Scott, that what, what people might be doing, what organizations might be doing, what other leaders might be doing? No, I haven't had much experience because most of the conversations still are, like you said, quite binary. You know, women, men, that's what we talk about. But I'd say from just my own thinking about that is that we need to really kind of step back and put that men, women, gender thing in the past and start to mm. just think about it as a whole and think about how we give people the right tools and techniques, no matter how they identify, it doesn't really matter. We say those words, but we, we still put the labels on when we can and when we want to. And I just think our, our role now uh, in one with this conversation and with other conversations is to try to take away that as the lead for the conversation and make them really secondary or non-existent parts yeah. of the conversation. Because yeah. Now, I, yes, it's true. I think yeah, you're right. And I think I need to acknowledge also that there are organizations doing this. I'm just not fully immersed in that process. Yeah. There are organizations in Australia in particular, I'm certain there are other places around the globe that are changing their policies, for example, around gender affirmation or gen- gender affirmation leave, for example. Yeah. yeah. And the gender affirmation being a bit of an umbrella term where people are in that journey trying to uh, live in an authentic way with whatever gender or non-gender they identify with. And organizations seem to be much more open to that process, to people's own personal journeys and what that might entail. And many of them have changed their policies to allow for gender affirmation leave, for example, knowing that giving a space for that type of journey at a personal level also empowers employees to be more authentic, more connected with themselves, each other and what they're doing. So there is also, and I don't mean, I don't say this to sound crass or unempathetic, but there is business sense, good business sense behind those policies. But I'd be keen, if there's anybody who is listening, who either has taken advantage of gender affirmation leave or or gender affirmation policies in their organization, or if there are people in organizations that are thinking or wrestling with these ideas around how do we open a space for the gender affirmation process or journey for our employees, would love to chat with them, would love them to contact us by email. You could be on the show. Let us know. Let us know because (laughs) I'd love to have conversations that help us to broaden our own vista around leadership. And even though we have acknowledged that leadership has no gender, we are still, you and I, KG, are still working through what this really means because you and I are are of a certain generation that needs to unlearn certain things and relearn other things. Yeah, that's right. And I think that's the the beauty of it is is that we are learning, right? Or or we're trying to learn, right? I I don't think we are in a position where we can say that we've gotten it right or, you know, we still struggle with, you know, um, words and and things to, to make sure that we're as inclusive as we can be. But like you said, if there's people out there who have had you know, more experiences, been able to really push forward with some things, then we'd love to love Absolutely. to uh, understand share, what share you're doing. Share your journey with us, regardless of which part of that journey you're on. I would love to have that conversation. Yeah, be cool. Be very cool. And like you started this whole conversation, you know, trying to make sure that as we grow in this whole journey, we, you know, look at it in many ways 
well beyond gender, we still want to do that, right? Yes. The reason we offer this even as a conversation is because we know it is a conversation that needs to be had sometimes. And, and I think that for us, it is let's go beyond gender, but at the same time, let's make sure that we're growing in our learning about how it can impact other people and how when we do put those labels on it, it can be limiting in a way that is unintentional sometimes. But it is those things that we want to get beyond when we start to That's talk right. about leadership today, modern leadership. Yeah, to have a more positive impact and to do it in a much more conscious and deliberate way. Yeah, yeah. I like it, man. I like it. Excellent. Um, well, thanks uh, for that. Appreciate that. that was a, I, I needed to get that yeah, off my chest. I, I knew you I had something. I needed to have that conversation. You know, Thank you. I could see the, the cogs turning <laughs> up there and I was like, wow, yes, he's got something on his mind. This is a good one. <laughs> so, please, we're going to open it up to our, our listeners, our lovely listeners. Let us know. Contact us. We'd love to talk to you about these sort of topics. So, uh, thank you so much, Paul. And Pleasure, I man. think that is it for today. Slange. Slange, everyone. That is our Cheeky Half episode. Please let us know what you think, whether you'd like us to expand on any of these topics in our main episodes or any other comment you might have. You can reach us on askus at leadershipdecanted.com. That's A-S-K-U-S at leadershipdecanted.com. You can also leave your comments for each of our episodes on our website at leadershipdecanted.com. Thanks for listening.